Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I am this week internetless Logan, Logan recording from me. my phone. <laughs> Do what? I'm pumping gas, so bear with me. Yeah. Hey, I don't, have, I don't have internet, so I feel you. Uh, but I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan pumping gas and Dustin and Ryan sitting in front of their computers, as usual. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Podbeans, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Stitcher these days. And check out the website, miserable-reckless.com. Uh, new blog article up today. So check that out, miserable-reckless.com. All right, let's move into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dustin, kick things off. Morgan, do you want to share your Venmo so that you can have a little less pain at the pump? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> that in the show notes. Um, Each person it, send me $100. That should give me half a tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's it's perfect that you're pumping gas because my uh my good is the debate is over sheets is better than wawa and there and it was proven recently over the fourth of july weekend sheets is lowering gas prices to 3.99 a gallon oh yeah clearly sheets loves america and i love sheets wawa does not they hate america clearly proven sheets is better than wawa with their 3.99 fourth of july Celebrate America gas prices. So debate's over. That's all I'm saying. And Morgan pumping gas couldn't have been a better way for me to share that information for America. I'm I'm doing the Harris Teeter uh Vic card special. Four fifty something. I'm paying four ten. Yeah. Yeah, you only had to spend a thousand dollars in groceries to get it. Exactly. Um, all right. One more good. Uh, last week, uh, you know, we were off. Um, trip was good. We can get into more of that in a little bit. But I just want to say uh, we got to spend some time in Wilmington, which was awesome. Uh, to a couple of reasons. One, my wife and I did get married there. And our third anniversary was this week. And so we got to retrace a little bit of our steps from that really fun, just awesome, super hot, but still fun weekend uh, from when we got married. And then second, uh, the Deberry family's been enjoying the Wilmington and especially the Carolina Beach area since the 1960s. So it's many of my best memories growing up over the years. I got to take my daughter around and do some of the stuff that I did as a kid, going to boardwalk and playing arcade games, going to Brist Donuts, stuff like that. It's pretty special to be able to take a kid and do those same things. So that was really fun. I. Then I have an ugly. It is an all sunshine around here. Bees walking the dog today at lunch. They were out just buzzing around doing their thing. Somehow one got in between my foot and my flip flop and uh, stung me pretty good. So that was pretty fun. Um, Hurt like hell for a little while, but I guess I'm doing all right now. So good. Sheets is better than Wawa. Another good. Fun trips to Wilmington, North Carolina. And ugly as bees. Yeah, fuck them bees. All right, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, um, sorry to hear about your your bee situation. At least you're not allergic. That could have been pretty bad. 
Yeah, well, I I guess they weren't bees at Guys Weekend last year, but I got stung by, what was it, not hornets, but like little yellow jackets. Remember last year they were on the porch? Yeah. And they got like a bunch of, they got Chris, they got me, and some other people. Anyway, the point is, I've been stung by a few different things over the past couple of years and haven't had so far any adverse reactions, so that's positive. Serious. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, for my, we'll go good, bad, and the ugly. For my good, uh, we've been off for a couple of weeks, so we uh, just wanted to point out, I uh, know this will probably grind a little bit in Logan's gears, but Ole Miss did win the College World Series. So the team that you were mad at because they got picked to go in over NC State, and <laughs> they did they did win the whole thing, and the trophy does stay in Mississippi. So it reminded me a little bit of when uh, Duke won, and then uh, the whole thing, and then Carolina was like, "Well, we we'll have to see about that. We'll have to just go back and win it the next year." So it's funny to see the two rivals kind of going back and forth on on. Uh, that also happened in 82 and then state was like, Hey, we're going to have to win one the next year and it happened in 83. So it's fun to see the, uh, the old egg bowl, uh, going back and forth there. There's a little bit of bragging rights now. So that's kind of a, a, a fun aspect to it. Um, so good for the guys down in Oxford. Um, apparently the most overrated town in Mississippi. Well, whatever. <laughs> they want to true story. True, true story. Listen to the last episode. It's a true story. <laughs> Um, bad. I uh, hope I'm not taking anyone else's thunder, but uh, uh, one of the, my morning will probably have to change going forward because one of the things I do if I'm not watching Dan Patrick um, in the mornings is uh, I, I like to watch Packer and Durham, and they're on the ACC network, and their show is uh, apparently ending, which I didn't know about until this morning. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's a that's an that's an odd one. Um, I did a little research or a little clicking around to try and find out if there's a reason why or what's going in its place, especially because it would seem like, you know, they would have something ready to go, but, um, um <laughs> not an ACC network. <laughs> <laughs> they canceled one of their two best shows. It it's six, it's six hours of coverage for them out of 24. And, and they're like, nah, we're good. We'll, we'll figure it out. So when I clicked over to the ACC network today, just to see what would be on instead, it was a Florida State Seminoles versus North Carolina Tar Heels football game from 2018. And I was like, this is, this, this is going to get it. <laughs> so, yeah, so pretty much they're just going to have reruns of old games. Probably. That, that I'm, I'm one of the biggest Carolina football fans there is. And I was like, yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not watching this. <laughs> so it's probably not a good sign for them. Um, so that's bad and that's not cool. And, uh, for those that never watched the show, um, the thing that I liked the most about it is the way that they interacted with all the different athletes. They get just random people on there from the conference, like, you know, like the, the head, you know, rower or skip, I think is what they're called at, uh, Virginia. And she'd walk them through the boathouse or they, you know, get like Charlotte North, like one of the better lacrosse women's lacrosse players. She'd walk them through like how she tapes up her. St- it was just so minute. They had a pole vaulter on a couple of weeks ago. And they were like, can we do a name image likeness deal on your pole? Like kind of came out the wrong way, <laughs> but they just dove really deep into stuff that you wouldn't necessarily uh, think. So it's kind of a shame that's ending. 
And then my ugly, because this is about two weeks old at this point, is when I was coming back from my wonderful trip to see Logan and Morgan. Um, I may have uh, imbibed in a little bit of alcohol at some early hours of the morning. That was probably an unwise decision for me and for a certain DeBerry on this podcast. <laughs> on Friday, I may have uh, also had enough of that alcohol to not set my alarm. And so I, I, I believe, <laughs> I believe I woke up at three in the afternoon, Logan. It was like three o'clock. Yeah. I had gotten up going to work and come back and he was still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely, uh, I definitely overstayed my, my welcome for sure. And then because I was in a hurry to get home, I made the tragic mistake, which I should know better living in Maryland and being from Maryland and going home for holidays and yet living in North Carolina. Of speeding in Southern Virginia, Southern small town Virginia. So um, I have that to that I've had to rectify over the past couple of weeks. So I'm a little lighter. Was it in Emporia? No, it was on 85 in Lawrenceville. Oh, yeah. So, same county. Similar, similar deal. <laughs> same county. So I'm I'm in a little bit of hot water, and I was uh, it was nice of the cop to. Uh, be as reasonable as he was. I don't have a lot of great experiences with cops in the past, but um, that's gonna that's gonna take some uh, that's gonna take some uh, chunk of change out of my wallet for sure. So, note to self: uh, don't drink with Logan at four in the morning because <laughs> you'll end up you'll end up being a little light, a little lighter in the pocket. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the funny part was i got home from work and i went up there and i saw his car there and i was like good god i was like did he wake up is he alive and i w- walked upstairs and i was like hey man you doing okay he goes he opens that he goes yeah yeah i'm fine i said do you want some water he goes now nah, i'm all right i was like all right just sleep as long as you need to i'm gonna go watch tv downstairs <laughs> <laughs> to be fair we didn't go to bed until pretty late so <laughs> yeah Getting old there, getting getting old there, Angle man. You can't be up late nights anymore, man. Apparently not. (laughs) You creep, you creeping. Forties knocking on the window, man. It's 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 around the corner. Look, I'm gonna. He's not hiding a suitcase anymore. He's out of suitcase, like waving down the street. All I'm gonna say is, uh, I'm not a real brown liquor guy anymore. And anytime the brown liquor comes out. After uh, you've gotten back from the bar, uh, it's a uh, <laughs> the bar didn't have enough alcohol apparently for me and Logan, so we had to, yeah we had to, we we came back and we had to open up uh, and finish what was left of the Jefferson's twenty three <laughs> that I had on the on the liquor shelf. <laughs> I love some I, I love some liquor, but I just threw it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, that no, Morgan. <laughs> Good, the bad. All right. All right then. Oh, bad. Just open the car, but no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. I got a good, great, and an ugly man. So the good one, the Obi Wan Kenobi. For those of you who are following it, I know two of the people on here don't care really at all for Star Wars or Marvel movies, and that's fine. Yeah, we all got our own things we like. But uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series ended um, last Wednesday, and the showdown between two people on that funnel was epic. 
It was awesome. Um, now that the series is over, you know, I feel like they could have done maybe a few things a little bit differently with the show, but that's okay. You know, everyone got what they wanted out of it. So um, I great. Also got to see finally Doctor Strange too. And I was not disappointed at all. It was, uh, it was really awesome. I'm not gonna, you know, for those who haven't seen it, I'm not gonna say anything. So just leave it at that. If you haven't seen it, like Marvel movies, go see Doctor Strange too. Um, it was awesome. And my ugly uh, Brody has started to have nightmares. Like he's waking up last three or four nights in a row, just screaming and going in there, and he's sweating and just shaking. So it's got that going on now so that's um yeah we'll leave it at that yeah so that, that's so interesting you say that because we were just talking about today jenny saw something about like in that two to i guess like three or three-ish years old kids start developing an imagination yep and that's why like they wake up with like nightmares and stuff it's because their imagination starts running wild and they wake up mm-hmm. and it's basically creates the nightmare. Never, ever heard that before in my life, but did <laughs> you bring in the, I literally had this conversation today about like why do kids have nightmares? And there you go. Apparently their imaginations are growing. So it's crying in, in a over. weird way. It, it's not an awful thing, but in, it's, it, but it is an awful thing because he's waking up all upset and you got to comfort him. But yeah, I'm sure it's him crying over uh, the choo-choo train on the Winnie the, po- Winnie the Pooh TV show crashing. He's willing to watch that episode every <laughs> single day. And every single day comes the scene where Tigger crashes the train and it breaks. He cries and gets upset. I'm like, Brody, every time you watch it, it crashes. You know, it's going <laughs> to happen. And you know they're going to fix it. Every time. Oh, oh no. It's like. All right, well, what do you want to watch next? Where the poo train? Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gee, what happens? What happens this time? <laughs> Reminds me of people who watch the Washington football team every week. <laughs> They're the Commanders now. <laughs> but Sorry. Uh, you know what? Well, you know, when you never know what you're going to get every week. You kind of. Watch it just to find out what happens. We can't all have cheaters that get, guarantee us a win every week. <laughs> uh, can't believe you're calling Mac Jones a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that brings it to me. <laughs> that brings it to me. I've got a, a good and two bads. Uh, the good being, um, we got we'll have more on this here in a few, like Dustin said, but just. Came off a of vacation this past week. Uh, went on a golf trip. It was a lot of fun. And then tomorrow being the last day of the month um, at work, we we normally are slowing down, uh, slowed down to a halt. So the last three months, we've taken the last day and we go golfing early in the morning. So tomorrow morning, <laughs> after playing six rounds in seven days last week, I'm playing again tomorrow morning. That should be fun. Uh, now ah. to the bad. the What grinds my gears portion of my good, the bad, and the ugly. My internet is out. Came home yesterday and was like cut on the TV. And, you know, sometimes a smart TV downstairs disconnects. So I just tried to reconnect it and it wouldn't connect. So I cut the TV off, retried it again, didn't work. 
So I went on my phone and was like, oh, let me check it here. Wasn't working on my phone. So I, I did what everybody always uh, does first. And I went and tried to reset the modem, unplug it, plug it back in, did that twice. Well, the thing about that was that didn't work either. So naturally, I had to call support. These days, you don't even speak to a person anymore. They have this really like intelligent sounding AI that you speak to. And then they tell you, yeah, we're going to have to send a technician. And I got to looking around and other people that were just moving into the new houses that were built are, uh, they, they were putting their internet in. So I guarantee you one of these companies cut our line. So come, and then they said the earliest time we can fix it is Friday morning. So here I am in 2022 sitting here for three days with no internet. And since I'm, you know, one of those modern millennials that cut the cord, I don't have TV either. So I'm sitting here and don't know what to do. I'm like, what am I supposed to read a book now? No, I'm just <laughs> bored to death and have to listen to podcasts when I go to bed. I'm over here basically having to rough it for a few days. Uh, rough life over here. No internet. Now, for the other me. bad slash ugly. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, did you make sure you paid the bill? <laughs> oh, well, that's that's on auto draft. <laughs> That's an auto draft. I don't. I don't leave that up for me to remember. <laughs> but all right, for the last uh, bad slash ugly, um, it was kind of. It was reported today that uh, we uh, we saw the Dodgers visit the Atlanta Braves last weekend, and they they um, Freddie Freeman. It was his first return trip to Atlanta since he left and signed with the Dodgers, and he was very you know, emotional and they gave him a good uh, ovation when he got back there. And then it was being reported today that he fired his, um, his agent, his agent apparently didn't tell him that the Braves came back with the final offer. And he found out over the weekend when he was in Atlanta talking to people that he had a, a, another offer on the table and it was a good enough offer that he would have stayed in Atlanta. So now due to his agent, uh, it was probably less money than what the Dodgers were going to offer, but he was willing to take it to stay home in Atlanta he didn't know about it. He signed with LA. His agent got more money off that deal. So he, that's just shady as shit. I mean, yeah. Freddie is now that. like, you know, everybody kind of saw it last weekend and knows that he doesn't want to be in LA. He wants to be in Atlanta. Yeah. He'd been there for 11 years. So it's sad to see. And that's just, that's shady as hell. That, that guy should have some more repercussions than just being fired. I agree. Yeah, I, heard about, I heard about that today. I was, I was just uh, one of the, uh, uh, I think it was Rich Eisen's show, probably. Or no, I'm sorry, it was Dan Patrick's show. Um, they brought it up. You just got to feel bad for the guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Freddie wants to be a Brave, and Atlanta fans wanted Freddie to remain a Brave. But you know what? His, yeah, I guess his agent had another idea. Another apparently, idea. His, apparently his age was like, you have one hour to, to meet our demands, pretty much. Or we're walking. And they were like, oh, uh, okay, well, um, we're just going to you know, get cheaper help elsewhere. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. That's his all. agents are moron. Yeah. And he was his incentives were biggest contract possible. So So get him to go to the biggest payroll in the MLB. I wonder if that agent but, represents other people and other people are to uh, but I think he ever so let's I'm gonna go on and put his name on the internet. It's Casey Close or Casey Closes, whatever his name is. So I don't know, but that's who Freddie Freeman's agent was. I think he. I think he said he represents Kershaw as well. Oh boy, or, or dead represents. Oh lord! Uh, all <laughs> the people who signed with the Dodgers is that who he represented? 
right? Is he, <laughs> is he gonna be in the Dodgers front office when everybody fired? Is he? Hey, is I'm he not. A Dodgers, I'm not saying anything. As the Dodgers fan, that just like oh, let's get all the people in the Dodgers. <laughs> Born and raised in L.A. Look, I'm not saying anything. I'm just asking a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. The bad and the ugly this week. As Dustin mentioned, uh, the D-Berries, not together, but separately, were on vacation, all three of us. Um, I went to Myrtle Beach. Dustin and Jenny did Myrtle in, uh, in Wilmington slash Carolina Beach. And then Landon uh, and his wife went down to the Dominican Republic. So we were all on vacation the same week. Dustin, uh, I want you to give us a little recap of your, your family vacay. Uh, and then I'll give my recap. And then we can talk about the differences on a married vacation versus a single guy's vacation. <laughs> So this is our this is our brocation versus the dadcation. Um, <laughs> you mean just trips? There are no vacations. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, the, the dadcation trip versus the brocation vacation. Um, yeah, uh, it was great. We were exhausted at the end of it, but basically, what we did, if you want to know how my days went, is we got up early every morning because you know we have a child. <laughs> And we also have a dog who uh, likes to get up early. So we would get, we were in Myrtle Beach for half a week, Wilmington for half a week. So first half was Myrtle Beach, got up in the morning, walked the dog, made sure the kid was taken care of, spent, you know, on top of this, uh, I have a fair-skinned child and a fair-skinned wife. So we spent 30 minutes to an hour putting on sunscreen so that we could go down to the beach and get down to the beach have a little nice time out there, come back for nap time. And then if you want to go back out again, you got to do all that process again. If you don't, then you got to pick out where you're going. And then, you know, remember throughout all of this, you got the dog. So you got to make sure she goes out and she does, she's well taken care of. And then, you know, you're done by 7.30 or so at night because, you know, can't go anywhere because you have a child. And then, you know, the dog, I guess you could put in their kennel, but, can't leave the kid at home with the dog because that doesn't work. So basically, you know, it was beach in the morning, come back for lunch and have a little have nap time. In the afternoon, you, you know, you either go back to the beach or you go to a restaurant or you go to the pool. It's some combination of that. In Wilmington, we got to, we were a little more active. I actually didn't send y'all all the things that we did, but, you know, we did go to like the aquarium at Fort Fisher. And we went to uh, Riceville Beach Brewery. Um, we went to Dockside on one of the afternoons. Emmy had a blast running up and down um, the the like outdoor area, and everybody loved that. They loved her and, and Phoebe and the dog. Um, we went down to Carolina Beach. You know, like I said, we did the you know donuts and arcades, and just kind of like. By, you know, retracing our steps downtown, getting trying to get you know take nice pictures for Instagram and various places, that kind of thing. And uh, you know, again, early mornings, even in Wilmington, kind of early evenings. Uh, I I think in Myrtle Beach we bought about two six packs and came back with six beers, so we we drank six beers, um, of on on our own. You know, obviously at Dockside, we had a couple. And then um, brought back some souvenir ones from New Anthem down in Wilmington. Not souvenir ones. We'll drink them eventually, I guess. 
And that was basically how it worked. That was, that was our day to day. It was very just, all right, well, what's next? Yeah. Maps. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, don't, I guess I, I forgot that we watched a lot of Emmy's favorite show is Bluey, which is uh, a, uh, Australian, um, public broadcast show, which actually is very good. I like Bluey. But, I actually like Bluey awesome. too. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Bluey, but you know, no, a little chat mixed in there. Yeah. And uh, we also, you know, we tried to introduce her to Homeward Bound. We we had a little bit of that. We so we watched a little bit of that. Um, yeah. How how that so She was sort of interested, but sort of got bored with it pretty quick, and was kind of like, "I want to watch Blue." So. <laughs> 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 so that's basically how that went. But if that that gives you a pretty good sense of like how it goes when you're. When you're a couple of parents with a, a child or two and or an animal, you know, it's not late nights, it's early mornings, it's making sure your kids get all the things that they need and they're having fun and, oh, oh wait a minute, let's see, we've got to go over here now and okay, we'll, we'll do that. It's not about you, not what you want, about making sure that they have what they need. So that introduction to what a, a, a dad truck was like. Logan, how was your location? So the one thing that our trips had in common was mine involved maps as well. Um, <laughs> probably for different reasons, but it involved maps. But uh, so our I trip, didn't we had get six maps. I was not mad. <laughs> <laughs> we had 16 people total. Eight of them were in their mid-50s to mid-60s. And then the other eight were 27 to 31. So that kind of gives you the age range of the people that were on the golf trip. Um, Essentially, we get down there uh, Monday and we check in to the condo. It was, uh, I got to stay with three of my buddies that uh, all are from all from back home, but we all went to state together. So we've all been good friends for almost 10 years now. And we, as soon as we get there, we had like 30 minutes to get ready. And then we, uh, we played our first round of golf. So basically the round of golf due to it being 16 people, we're separated into uh, different groups of four. And it takes about four and a half hours with that many people, especially having some older folks uh, playing in front of us. So about four and a half hours in the hot sun playing golf. Then after that, we all meet back at the clubhouse. Uh, the old guys that played first, they always have a couple pitchers of beer waiting on you when you get to the, uh, to the clubhouse. You, you pay up um, your $5 per day, and then they have a point system. Somebody wins money, somebody doesn't. News alert, I didn't win any money all week. And... <laughs> <laughs> some of these guys are really good golfers and I always like I tell people I like golf but I'm a hack um so after that everybody decides what they want to do for uh for uh dinner and the group doesn't always eat together um the group kind of splits up some I personally uh one of the nights we they were we went out to Outback as a group I think it was one of the few times that everybody all ate together but you go take a shower at the condo go to dinner maybe have a beer or two at dinner. Then you come back to the uh, condo where you're at and you've got plenty of beer sitting there and it, it turns into a big discussion amongst everyone. Do we want to go out or do we want to sit here and play poker? Well, then the next morning you repeat the process, right? Basically, the only day we didn't play golf and do that exact same thing was Thursday. We had an off day. Some of the guys decided that they wanted to go play an extra round of golf. I told them that I was not one of those people because I needed to sleep. 
So I took a nap midday that day and decided I was going to rest up. Well, we only ended up going out two nights uh, uh, last week, which is different from what it would have been five years ago, because five years ago, we probably would have went out five nights. We decided to take the cheaper beer and sit around and shoot the shit and play poker instead of going out. But the two times we did go out, we went out to a little uh, dueling piano bar at Broadway. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then the other time we checked out the Myrtle Beach tin roof, which is very different from the Raleigh tin roof. The drinks are half the price of the Raleigh tin roof. My tab was half the price of what it is here. Um, and then they've got like a club section an indoor section with live music. And then they've got this really awesome outdoor patio area with a bar that overlooks the ocean. So very different vibe, but I got to give them a shout out because the, like I said, the prices were half of what they are here. I was just like, at the end of the night, they said, your tab is $30. I was like, did you get all of them on there? And they were like, yeah. I was like, are you sure? They were like, yeah. I was like, well, I like South Carolina. This is a lot better. Cost of living around here is outrageous. But then we get back and, you know, everybody says they're going to go to bed, but it ends up turning into everybody sitting around and shooting the shit for a little bit. So pretty much we didn't go to bed before four o'clock a single night all week long and then friday night comes along it's supposed to be you know all the people on vacation they're all going to the crocodile rocks um uh dueling piano bar there's lots of people just got into town they're all going to be there it's going to be what what we used to say back in the day would be lit right well me and my buddy and two of my other buddies we're all two of us are 28 two of them are 31 we all decided after dinner hey Let's go back to the condo because we're all too damn tired to go out tonight. And then three of our friends decided to go out. We're talking shit to us. And I was just like, look, man, it's been four straight days of this. I can't handle it anymore. So we went home and said, we're going to go to bed early. We go home. We didn't go to bed early. We sat around <laughs> talking shit until 4 a.m. and woke up and did it again on Saturday. But definitely a very good time. I uh, definitely want to go back again next year. They told me how it works with this golf trip. Once you're in, you're in until you take yourself out. So my, they said I have a reserve spot uh, that I get counted for. And as long as I pay the money and want to go, I'm in for the rest of the time that they're going. So a lot of fun golf trips like this, regardless of how old you are. I heard it on a pod, uh, podcast, and pardon my take, and it's very true. Golf trips with the guys always turn into a de facto bachelor party with how people act. And that was uh, six straight days of golf dinner and staying up till two to four in the morning. And I was more tired when I got home from vacation than I was when I left. I was too. <laughs> I was a very different. Bed, I, yeah, by the time you went to bed, I was getting up. And then we went for the early bird special with all the old folks for dinner. Yeah. So we just missed well, you. I do think that it's, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. I did get to have breakfast with Dustin, Jenny, and Emmy uh, one day. And it was Wednesday morning. I had probably gone to bed at, uh, we were sitting, that was one of the nights we just decided to sit around the, the condo and play poker. And we were up till four in the morning. I look at my watch and I'm like, damn, I've got to, ha I got to go eat with my niece in four hours. I hope I wake <laughs> up. Well, I wake up and I beat Dustin and Jenny there. I'm sitting there waiting to get our table and they come walking in and Emmy kind of sees me and she opens her eyes wide and starts smiling. I was like, well, that made it worth it right there. Then we <laughs> sat down at the table and I looked at Emmy and said, I want you to know something, Emmy. There ain't many people that after getting four hours of sleep that I get up this early and show up breakfast for. Because if it was just your parents, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> and by this early, he means we met him at 8.15 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> when you went to bed at four? Uh, it's early. <laughs>
that is one of the truest things you could say about being an uncle. Man, I I ain't getting up for I ain't giving up my birthday to come drop you off at daycare. But when you look at me like that and you're that cute, that's fine. <laughs> I'll do it. Yep. Hey, if we're gonna go as, as out, we release <laughs> if we're gonna go hang out and and I need to, you know, stay sober to make sure you're safe on the playground, that's fine. We can do that. We can <laughs> Because otherwise, <laughs> this is a Tuesday night, okay? You don't understand. I have priorities. <laughs> the joke. And then I, I will say, as we were leaving, though, uh, uh, they were like, tell Uncle Logan goodbye. And she comes walking over there to me and gives me a hug. And I was like, yep. I said, glad I ended up waking up this morning. I said, I'm glad I set seven alarms on both my watch and my phone. So I made sure I didn't, <laughs> didn't miss breakfast. I, you can ask Dustin for a mini road trip to Raleigh trips over the years there are many times that i don't make it to breakfast accurate yeah we're we're breakfast people we like getting up for breakfast Logan's like nah i catch you on the next one <laughs> glad, I, glad i taught you a lesson a couple nights <laughs> <laughs> and i'll give you landon's recap since he was on vacation because i texted him i said how was the dominican he responded with it was fun, period. <laughs> so there's the 30 berry vacation recap. <laughs> uh, two of us at the People's Beach, one of us somewhere outside the country. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I'm sure, as many people know, this weekend is July 4th weekend. July 4th isn't just about cold beer, grilling out, hanging out with friends. It's also because it's the birth of the greatest country on God's green earth, United States of America. And we decided, you know, Mount Rushmore, that's an American uh, location. What if we had the Mount Rushmore of four people that we decided just in our minds screamed America? Kind of people that when you see them, you think red, white, and blue, you think 1776, you think the, fr the freedom that this country has. So with that being said, Ryan, why don't you start things off? Who are your Mount Rushmore of what screams America to you? All right. I didn't expect you to come to me first. I had a few. Uh, <laughs> I was, was going to listen to all of y'all's and then do a yeah. combination pick. <laughs> It'd be like one of his, two of his, and fill it out with this. <laughs> I'm also, I also want to leave people so that people don't have to hear them twice. I will say, because this week, all right, so for my, my first one will be an easy one. My first one is Tom Cruise. Here's why. Tom Cruise is in a movie called Top Gun. And if you think that Top Gun is not the most American <laughs> ever made, I can tell you, rest assured. <laughs> I literally watched it this week with my wife. It wasn't the first time that she'd seen it, but she hadn't seen it in such a long time that she kind of forgot the plot points. And it was really fascinating to watch her watch the movie for the first, for the first in quotes, time in a long time because uh, she was like, oh my goodness, this is like very sexual. Like there's like a lot of tension going on. I was like, how, first of all, how dare you? And second of all, like, yes, that's the whole point of the movie, basically. She's like, why is everything shot in, at sunset? <laughs> so Tom Cruise, uh, speaking of another movie that he's in that is also... Uh, consistently and only shot apparently at sunset because this is what happens in the eighties when you're making awesome American movies. Uh, that's days of thunder. So just for Golden the, of those, 
the golden hour. The golden hour. So apparently that's why uh that's why everybody I, I blame Top Gun and um uh Days of Thunder and Tom Cruise specifically, the most one of the most American people that we have, uh despite his weird religious stuff. Um <laughs> and his five foot five uh uh, height or whatever he actually is in real life. But um, I blame him for the reason why everybody has to go out at sunset and take photos for the wedding. So, uh, so do it for the gram. My, uh, my next one, I got a couple on my list, but my next one that is very tongue in cheek, but when we were talking about this earlier this week, it stuck out in my head immediately. And then I, was like, well, that's kind of dumb. That's not like a real person. But uh, it's Stephen Colbert in character on the Colbert Report, <laughs> that TV show that he had back in the day. If there was a, uh, it's this is I'm not talking about his show on CBS. That's late night. His <laughs> his Colbert Report show. You're talking was, about his show that was funny. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the tongue in cheek part. Yeah where he would drape himself with the uh american flag and and had a screaming eagle that would come in in the credits or whatever it was and he would spin around and point to the capitol and he I, that was so funny especially during like the george w bush era and stuff i used to stay up and watch it all the time in college because i'm aging myself but george w bush was president when i was in college <laughs> <laughs> so um i always thought it was really funny the way he kind of took stuff on uh um, and was, was, was pretty humorous about it. So I think the somewhat self-aware, somewhat, uh, humorous take on that show is actually pretty American. It's the first thing that stuck out when we were talking about this. Um, if I'm just being over the top and funny, um, set against, uh, John Stewart's daily show that went right before the two of them back to back were really funny, but especially Colbert's just over the top portrayal was awesome. Um, with his framed photo of, I think it was what, Ronald Reagan, like right over his desk and just everything else ridiculous that he had going on. His refusal to, uh, for those that may not know, his refusal to like interview anyone seriously, or like if he'd interview someone from like France, he'd just be like, so explain to me why your country sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like not a normal like interview. It's pretty funny. Um, so that's my second one. So we got Tom Cruise, we got Colbert Report or Stephen Colbert. Um, my other one, and it's funny that you brought this up, Morgan, because it was actually on my list ahead of time, uh, was going to be Tom Brady because he's got good looks. Of course. He's a winner. He literally plays, he literally, he literally plays for a team called the Patriots. <laughs> and, uh, well, he, he now he plays for the Bucks. He did. And there's some, uh, there's con- some controversy. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess I get it. Yeah, Tom Brady, American, you know, take, take things that don't belong to you. So, yeah, Tom Brady, I'm screaming American. <laughs> 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 Just saying, I mean, if you think about it, it's actually a pretty good fit. But, uh, <laughs> actually, think about it. <laughs> but, uh, no, I was going to say definitely that the all-American quarterback. I mean, if there's a sport that, or sorry, if there's a country that's obsessed with, I would love to say it's racing that we're all obsessed with, but I think that's more of a Southern thing. Although NASCAR will try and tell you it's a nationwide thing. But uh, football is definitely something that this country is obsessed with. And when you're the number one best player at 
at football and it's not really played anywhere else in the world. Also, it always cracks me up when they claim that the Super Bowl is uh, they're the world champions. I'm like, well, they don't they don't play anywhere else in the world. <laughs> so congratulations on being the world champions, guys. But, uh, you just <laughs> proved the point. The fact they're world champions. There's <laughs> yeah, no one else to play. Well, the World Series is another one that cracks me up every time I hear about it. So I'm like, you know, they play baseball in other countries, right? Like, <laughs> whatever. We're not good. <laughs> Some decent baseball in the Dominican. You're, that'd be cool. If not you're, good like our good. Not, <laughs> not good like our American good. Come on now. This is Fourth of July weekend. Don't even get on that train. <laughs> I picked Tom Brady, so that's my third person. I'm just gonna say uh, we're obsessed with football. Good looks, winner. He's dating a supermodel wife. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Takes things that doesn't belong to him potentially. Uh, a little bit of controversy, <laughs> and he's got a grumpy Navy. Uh, guy for his for his coach so there you go um formally what's that formally well i guess his dad coached at navy um there's no connection to belichick in the military well he, he wasn't in the military is what i'm saying um and then my last one i'll stay away from the presidents i had jfk and teddy roosevelt but i will go Michael Jordan for a reason. When I was traveling, he went to Carolina. No, and he so likes to gamble. I'm, I'm, <laughs> he likes to gamble. That's a pretty good. One. What were you going to say, Morgan? Okay, I was going to. I was going to go. I was going to go with Michael Jordan for one reason. When um, I, I traveled a little bit back in the day and uh, outside of the country, and uh, especially in like. Uh, especially when I was in Africa, um, they, everybody always wants to talk to you about Michael Jordan. And it's really funny because like I wasn't wearing Carolina stuff and wasn't as has been documented on this podcast, a huge fan of Michael Jordan, but I always felt really awkward just being like, yeah, cool. Like American got it. Like let's let's have it to be fair. When I was traveling was 10 or longer years ago, but, um, they, they still always want to talk to you about Michael Jordan. And I was down in um, Argentina, I guess in the past, I don't know, a couple of years for work. And when we showed up and we, uh, and we uh, got off the, or, you know, like met up with the people that we were supposed to meet up with, he was like, oh yeah, you know, like American, like Michael Jordan. And I was like, the guy hasn't played in the NBA in like however many years, but like, so whenever you, uh, whenever you go overseas, at least my personal experience was that people always want to talk to you about, and they always want to know, or they always know about Michael Jordan. So it's just one of those. He's his own brand. Yeah, he transcends everything. everything. He's his own brand and he's worldwide. It's crazy. So I, I was thinking about maybe doing the 1980 hockey team or something like that. But the dream team was such a bigger, the hockey team is a big deal to us because we beat the Russians, but the dream team is a big deal to everyone. And if for people that are outside the country looking in, like Michael Jordan is like the, the American thing. So that's why he's on my list. So there you All go. Right. Morgan. Morgan, you're Mount Rushmore. All right, Angle. Finishing up with back-to-back role models, man. <laughs> Should have picked Homeland. Um, <laughs> so, I figured when we were going with this, we could do real people, fictional people, you know, from you know TV shows or movies or something, just, just something that screams, you know. 
America. So our first one, and 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 Dustin kind of helped me with this one with something he said earlier today in, in the group message. But uh, first one, fictional character Rocky. I mean, what's more American than that, you know? building himself up from the ground up, you know, fighting, fighting the Russian, um, making a name for himself, just working hard. I mean, it's, I mean, come on, right? Rocky. It's, it's I do love Rocky. Right there. I do love um, Rocky. Right? I have a tiger. Rocky, man. Hey, commies. Like That's who don't love Rocky or oh, commies. Exactly. The Russians don't like Rocky. So, I don't want to Rocky. Hey, he was and, in the background there when, when Apollo was doing his dance with James Brown. So, <laughs> Just saying. That's a good pick. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, well, next one, Clint Eastwood. I mean, come on. Dirt, Dirty Harry, the man of no name, Pell Ryder. That's, uh, you know, he's, that's the man's man right there. Um, that, that, you know, it's, Dirty Harry is probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be Dirty Harry when he got older, right? Um, next up, I'm going to keep it all kind of by entertainment here. Robin Williams. Oh. Uh, I could rattle off all the movies that he's been in, but I mean, every, everyone's, you know, from the late 70s up to the early 2000s, everyone, he touched everybody's heart. You know, everyone loved his movies, you know, right, Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. One of my favorites. Um, and I'll finish it off with a, uh, Oh, I'm trying to think here. What was I going to do? I'm sorry. Um, I'll leave it on a funny one. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott. I mean, if you, I love being American, but at the same time being American, most people see Americans as just dumb and full of shit and full of themselves. And they, there you go, Michael Scott. <laughs> hey, when you're number one, you get to be that one. <laughs> so that, that is my Mount Rush for Screaming America. Nice. <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, oh, All right Dustin. Your Mount Rushmore that screams America. All right. Well, I got I got a couple fun ones, a couple serious ones. Start with serious. Nobody's talking about George Washington. Come on. He's the founding father, not a founding father. He's the founding father. He's he's on the actual Mount Rushmore, which wow. you know, obviously qualifies him for the whole process. Um, but look, incredible man. Mm-hmm. He uh, led a, a bunch of farmers and and ragtag group of people to defeat the greatest army on the face of the planet way back there helping us have our freedom and start a country that we are today, which is pretty incredible. He's a great leader, great deep, uh, a man with deep faith. Country wouldn't be what it is without him. If you ever get a chance to go to Mount Vernon, you should. Beautiful estate. Um, you can see why he picked it. It overlooks the Potomac. It's just a great place. He was a great man. If there's a Mount Rushmore, and there is, his face has to be on it. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> he, he, was a, he was a genius later. Can I tell you a he, story about Washington? 
there's a there's a go ahead there's a company that i like to support that's based out of san diego they do a lot of work for like charity stuff for the seals uh the shirt that morgan's wearing is actually from that company in the photo you can see the name of the company is Ert urt and they put out a shirt for fourth of july and it has washington and he's crossing the delaware but he's in his zodiac and he's with a bunch of seals and he's got night vision goggles on <laughs> it's, it's just so over the top <laughs> i mean a few years ago i don't remember how many years ago it was now during super bowl dodge did that commercial yes oh, yes and it yes. was george washington driving up with the american flag hanging out like he's a symbol of America, like period. The man oh, yeah. is is America, and it's, he was an incredible man, incredible leader. So for, for picking a serious pick, he's number one all day, every day. Um, from there though, you can go all sorts of ways. I decided to go stock car racing, which is pretty daggone American. Um. And if you want to, if you say stock car racing, who do you think about? Oh, think number about three. The, number three. He's number one in our hearts. He's number praise three on hell. the track. Praise hell, praise Dale. Look, you 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 saw him with it. He was the intimidator for a reason. Not just on the track. He was an intimidating man in life. And, but he was also really cool. And you, you're. It, he was the kind of guy who was like, he was so cool, but he was so intimidated. He didn't know what to think, and you were maybe a little scared of him, but you kind of liked him. What's more American than that? Like that's America. So Dale Earnhardt, he's definitely a Mount Rushmore man in my book. Um, he, he, I liked him so much as a kid that my grandma, who pulled for the, pulled for Fords, and guys like Mark Martin and Davy Allison and the rest. But in but cheered for Fords, hated Chevys and hated Dale Earnhardt. Bought me a Dale Earnhardt plaque for my birthday when I was a kid. When he was a six-time Winston Cup champion, he wasn't quite a seven-time yet. So Dale Earnhardt, he's on my list. Moving on, Hulk Hogan. In the 1980s, he was the symbol of America in the pro wrestling world. His theme song was Real American. All right, come on now. <laughs> that was literally his theme song. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you had uh, his his whole like thing, his four demandments. To train, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and believe in yourself. Sounds pretty American to me. He was a very, he was a positive Influence in the 1980s throughout that time. Tell you what, if there was anything that embodied America, it was Hulk Hogan in that time period. Then he went all NWO on us in the 1990s. But in the 80s, he was he was American. Last one, uh, which is a bit more serious pick, but it won't surprise anybody on this podcast. Uh, going back to the 80s again, you got to pick Ronald Reagan. Sorry. Man, he came in the office with uh, awful times, thanks to some awful leadership that preceded him. But he had the courage of his convictions, and he had uh, he took on the challenges and got set the country on a better place. He made folks believe in the country again. He made he helped lead us to victory in the Cold War, bringing down the Iron Curtain. 
Um, Ronald Reagan was a positive force in this country's history. There's no doubt about that. And I even have a shirt for 4th of July from many years back that is Ronald Reagan. And it's him having a good time on the 4th of July. So Ronald Reagan will be my fourth pick on here. So just to recap, you know, I got what is that? All right. I got George Washington, Dale Earnhardt, Hulk Hogan, and of course, Ronald Reagan. Well, oh, I was going to say, I was, I've been wanting to get you that, that Reagan t shirt that shows him looking look like he's smelling something and just says, I smell hippies. <laughs> <laughs> That is another good one. <laughs> All right. So that leaves me. And this is always the risk I run as the one steering the ship here and going last in these things. I've had to on the fly reshuffle my list a little bit because there have been a couple of them from a couple of different people that have been taken off the board, so to speak. So instead of having some rehash, I reshuffled my list here at the last second for some other American icons. So Let's start off we, with. We took from your list. So you say we we took from your list. We, uh, we, we took away. We stole from your list. <laughs> 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 All right. Can, so number you one, can put your complaints in our suggestions box. <laughs> <laughs> number one on my list. Um, I'm going with the TV character, um, and that is Mr. Ron Swanson. Does any oh, TV God. character uh, talk about yeah. freedom and talk about freedom from tyranny and talk about the only permission slip he needs is the Constitution more than Ron Swanson? I don't think so. <laughs> so Ron Swanson embodies America in every aspect and the freedom that we all love. So Ron Swanson definitely made my Mount Rushmore. Number two. Um, <laughs> um, number two. Uh, similar to since Hulk Hogan's off the board, I had some backups there and I'm going to have to go with the contemporary of Hulk Hogan. That is, uh, the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair, Ric Flair embodies the, uh, while Rick, Hulk Hogan in the eighties embodied the virtuous aspect of America, Ric Flair embodied the excess and the luxury of America <laughs> being a wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, son of a gun. Woo! So this is the nature boy, because as he always said, America, America is number one. And as Ric Flair said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So Ric Flair is an embodiment <laughs> of American values in that respect, if you ask me. Now, jumping into the music realm, um, for all his faults, but he also has a lot of good ones. This man is an American icon. That is Bocephus, Hank Williams Jr. Hank Williams Jr. loves this country and bleeds red, white, and blue. And he had a hell of a career. And then as he got old, he just starts spouting off at the uh, shooting from the hip sometimes. So that just seems like a, a, a an old man in America when they start to age. But so he's got the all the bases covered. So Hank Williams Jr. on my Mount Rushmore. Now diving back into professional wrestling to close out the list, we have the icon of the late '90s, and that is the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> he loves cold beer. He loves kicking ass, and he loves to uh, give the middle finger to his boss. While many people in America can't give the middle finger to their boss, they were able to be able to live vicariously through Stone Cold on Monday nights and be able to see him kick his boss in the, in the stomach, give him the Stone Cold stunner, give him the finger, and then crack a couple of Steve Weisers. So I don't know what's more American than that right there. So give me a hell yeah 
Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's the bottom line because I said so. <laughs> that's awesome. So Logan just I like the, rat, the text rattlesnake Rick Flair. <laughs> yeah. I should have known you might go the pro wrestling route. <laughs> yeah. Especially from that era, you had some uh, some good good talent to pull from for what embodies America. <laughs> yeah. but. Those were good well, days. Oh, yeah. 90s. <laughs> Let's just hope that Merle Haggard wasn't right when he was asking the question, are the good times really over for good? Because Let's be positive this weekend, America. It's July 4th. Let's have a hot dog, let's crack the cold one, and watch some fireworks. So wish everyone a happy July 4th, happy Independence Day from the miserable and reckless crew. Well, that wraps up this episode. Like we always say, be sure to check out the website, miserable-reckless.com. Uh, give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, follow us on social media, on Facebook and Insta- or Twitter. And, uh, you know, Happy July 4th. For I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. We will see you next time.